Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Modified Fart Can Driver Guy. Mr. Modified Fart Can Driver Guy. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's the mighty, mighty fart can to save the day. Now that's what I call a hero. Forget my two-year-old's nap. He will not rest until he's serenaded with the sound of a trumpet on meth making love to a weed whacker on steroids. I'll bet he's got a big dick. Only you have the intelligence to realize that your car's modified exhaust is way more important than that slipping transmission. So crack open a cold Bud Light, Mr. Master of the Muffler. Somewhere, Vin Diesel is smiling. Mr. Modified Fart Can Driver Guy. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. What's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, September 3rd, 2023, and this one came out of nowhere today. All right, Kate Bush. All right, running up that hill. And the reason why I'm playing it is because, now, I, I, I got to be honest with you, I don't really remember this song from the 80s. Do you? I, I don't. And the only reason why I know this song now, of course, made famous again by Stranger Things. Now, this this song has played multiple times, you know, throughout that show, but, you know, there's the one prominent time when you thought Max was going to die. You know, there was that time when, you know, they're they're, they're picking people up. <laughs> people were just floating into the air and, like, all their bones would just break and they would just crumble into a pile on the ground. And it almost happened to Max. It was like, oh, my God. <laughs> what the hell's going to happen? Yeah, you know what's so weird? This Hollywood strike, man. I mean, if you add that together with COVID from 2020, I'm not, I'm not talking about the new COVID that they're, they're going to be playing very soon, you know, when the election campaigns start and we're, and we're all locked down again. But it, it's, it's more of like the timing of that show. They're kids. Like, they're all kids, okay? <laughs> I mean, young kids. You know, they're still playing Dungeons and Dragons and shit when the show starts. All right? And then and then they got to, like, season three. I forget what it was because I, I came into the show late. But it came into, like, season three, season four, right? And then COVID hits. And they got to stop filming for fucking two years. Right? So these kids grew into adults. <laughs> they, they come back. They went, I think, it, I think it was from season three to season four. Where it was like they went from 12-year-olds to like full-grown adults. <laughs> and the whole thing was fucking weird. You know, like like Millie Bobby Brown looked like a little boy when that show started. <laughs> She's a full-blown woman now. But here's the thing, all right? I don't think they're taking their sweet old time with it. But it was supposed to come out like, I don't know, maybe this fall or maybe next, you know, like early next year. And now because of the fucking strike in Hollywood... It ain't going to come out to like 2026 where they'll all be fucking 35 years old. (laughs) 
<laughs> Dude, fucking going into 12th grade. This is fucking 90210 all over again. I think like the youngest cast member at 90210 was like 26. <laughs> they're, they're sophomores in high school. The bad boy Dylan. We talked about him last week. But you get what I'm saying, right? It's like, <laughs> how are you going to make this believable where they're walking through this? Like Finn Wolfhard's got a, a full-blown beard. <laughs> He's supposed to be 15 years old. Oh, God, fucking Hollywood. You know, it, it, you count on them with their fucking bullshit. You know, good to be back with you guys as always. And, I, and before I get started, you you, you knew I was going to talk about this like right out of the gate. I I, I got it because it's just like I I, I got to fucking I got to inform the people. All right. But this week, it happened again, again. For the, for the second time in three weeks, Mitch McConnell has a goddamn stroke on national television. He's a little sick, but... Sick? Yeah. But, he but, had a fucking stroke. That's not sick. That's your... You're your close to the grave. Is what, he's turned into a fucking eggplant. <laughs> it was the same thing. It's like I said before. You know, he's sitting there. He's getting asked a question. He's talking... Okay, I was fucking... His fucking gizzards waving all over the goddamn place, and then boom, out of nowhere, it's the baby face while they're taking the shit in the diaper. He just went blank for 20 seconds. Okay. Senator, you're up for election in three short years. What are your thoughts on that? I'm sorry, I had a hard time hearing you. That's okay. What are your thoughts on running for re-election in 2026? What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. <laughs> That's a, <clears throat> Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? Yes. All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Senator. Penny. Yep. I'm going to head outside, Come with us. Okay. Somebody else have a question? Please speak up. You see that after the first caper, you notice now like they they got his handlers on a short leash. Now it's like, yo, don't be, don't don't get more than six feet away from this guy, in case you got to go up there and get him again. When she came up and said, like, oh, did you hear the question, Senator? She was right in his fucking face. Like, her nose was touching his cheek. <laughs> She's fucking talking to him. And then she, what'd she do? She do you understand the question? Yeah, blah, blah. And she turns around. She goes, yeah, Vinny. What's Vinny going to do? Vinny, Vinny Bag of Donuts comes running up the fucking thing. and goes, uh, yeah, you want to go outside? <laughs> this is where we're at. The guy's 82 years old. He don't know where the fuck he is. You know, it's, what's he, a dog? Oh, you want to go out? You want to go out? And then he finally regains his bearings, and then, <laughs> and the lady goes, "All right, anybody else got any questions?" Yeah, because the first one went so fucking swimmingly. All right, I, I just had to play the clip because did you hear? <laughs> Here's the beauty of the whole thing. This is this is what gets me. All right, the guy asked him a question about, "Are you going to run for re-election in 2026?" Six, 2026? 
This guy's not going to make it to 6 (laughs) o'clock. And you're asking him about 2026, and he was so befuddled by the goddamn question, he went into a 20-second fucking Space Jam. And I'll say it once, I'll say it a million times, like if you can't see it by now. Fucking guy's 82 years old. He's, He's about to pass away. What do you think? He's he's coming to work every day f- because he cares about the American people? No. <laughs> he's coming to line his pockets for his family and their family's families for generations to come with corruption money. There's Like, seriously. That's it, the only thing that... Yeah, the guy's a true patriot. Yeah, Mitch McConnell, yep. This is the minority leader of the Republican Party we're talking about, by the way. Like, that's the best one they got. <laughs> he's coming out here having full-blown strokes on a weekly basis <sighs> like when are people going to start paying attention to this shit I, I just don't get it i i just don't get it but what do i got for you guys this week oh man this this is going to be a weird one because i i gotta type what the fuck is going on here all right this is going to be a weird one this week because I, I got shit going on. Like, it's Labor Day weekend, which is always great. You know, anytime I can get away from that fucking job for an extra day is always good. But, you know, here's the other part about it. I, I don't know what it is. But if you, you get a three-day weekend, four-day weekend, they go faster than a 30-minute lunch break. Like, I've had regular weekends seem like they lasted longer than holiday weekends, and, and, and this one is going to be a little bit is going to be a little bit different because for me it's it's Saturday right now and I was going to go to my buddy Jay's I was going to you know bang out a segment go to my buddy Jay's and then I completely forgot that I I got a fantasy football draft tomorrow at seven o'clock all right I'm, I joined the second league my dumb ass <laughs> you know what am I doing <laughs> what am I doing you know, like I, I, now I'm going to make that a part-time job. Like, cause I know like, this is how it starts. I, like, there's guys I know that are in 52 leagues and I'm like, I don't know. We had this one guy at work he, he, in July. He's doing fucking, he, he's doing, he's out there doing pushups. <laughs> he's out there training for his 52 fantasy football leagues. Like guy, you ain't got nothing better going on with your life. And here I go going into my second league. Now that's it. It's going to be a hard cap. on the fantasy football leagues and god bless my buddy matt because he's in 52 leagues you know and, and, and like he hooks me up like because I, I i for some reason i always need the random 10th guy in my league every single year because like one guy doesn't pay or one guy just fucking he drops out or, or whatever it is and i'm always scrambling to find somebody and god bless my buddy matt you know he, he's another guy that's in 52 leagues i'm like all right yeah draft is monday at seven o'clock he's like oh i got five drafts going on at the same time <laughs> like, fucking jesus christ how do you even do it? You know, so I got a draft on Sunday and a draft on Monday. So I just thought I would do my regular thing, meaning like I'd bang out a segment on Saturday, go down to Jay's, come home on Sunday morning, bang out the other two, you know, just like I normally would. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I got the draft. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm a dork. I like to do mock drafts, like find out where I'm picking, which I got to do that today. I got to get my order out to my to my people. You know, and then find out where you're drafting, do a mock draft and shit like that. So I just wanted to be prepped for that. I didn't want it to be a goddamn Chinese fire drill. 
you know, I come home on Sunday, bang out two, you know, segments on the on the podcast and maybe rush it so the quality's not the way that it is. So I decided I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hang here. Which which kind of sucks because it's you know it's Labor Day weekend, but what are you gonna do? But you know, it, so that's why. <clears throat> and then I got my my league, the one that I run. I got that draft on Monday, so it's like, all right, there's a three day weekend. It's gonna go by in about forty eight minutes. Did I? And I got I got to be honest with you. Let's let's talk about this for a second before I get started. I I completely just I'm going off a rail here. Did we get bamboozled as as a people? Like, think about it. <laughs> you know i'm i am a, i am a proprietor of go to work you know i'm I'm that kind of guy you know I, I i think everybody should work i think any able-bodied person should work I, I i don't think i just don't see the free life i i don't, I don't understand it and i i don't respect it okay but my, my thing is is like are we working entirely too much think about it like, like Sweden, all right? Sweden went to the six-hour workday about three years ago. And and there's just everybody won. Like, everybody won. The people are happier. The employers are happier. Everybody's happier. You know, because, like, all right, they get more time with their family. They get more time in their day. They get da, 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 da. There's some places going to a four-day work week. And I, you know, not trying to sound like a Gen Zer or, or a Gen Alpha, but, like, we might have gotten bamboozled. Why are we programmed to be robots to work for 50 years for a third of our life, or I should say a third of our day, every single day just to make somebody else rich while, while earning a median salary? I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. Like my company, we, can, we could subsist on four days a week, no problem at all. It, it would not even be an issue. You know, but it's like, we think about it. You devote your entire life to working. And then when you're done that, like right now, I think I, now I think the retirement age, what is it? 68 now. Oh, okay. So you get the, you get the years where you, where you got a fucking, a fake hip, a fucking bum knee, borderline dementia. All right. You got a loose colon. So, you know, like you can't really plan trips for too long ahead without having a, a wearable, which is that diaper that I talked about last week. And I get to enjoy that for the last, you know, six years of my life. And, and, and I have actually no, you know, no physical ability. I saw my fucking dad after he retired. You know what that consisted of? Him sitting on a recliner 12 hours a day watching TV because he didn't have the ability to do anything else. And the guy, well, I'm not going to say that guy worked his whole life. <laughs> Man, my dad knew how to create great situations. He knew. I, 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 don't, I God bless him. I wish I could do it. You know, the guy creates situations where he could be on a golf course at 1230 every single day and still make a full salary. And, and, and nobody fucking said nothing. He's <laughs> fucking great, man. You know, but I, I don't know. I'm just saying, I, I, I believe now that I'm getting older, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm on the back nine of life. You start to sit there and think like, you know what? Like we should get more time to ourselves. We really should. I, the world can subsist. There's 350 million fucking people in this country. I'm pretty sure we can keep it afloat if everybody dials back to work a little bit. And this is coming from me. Like I said, I'm, 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 I'm the guy that's like, no, work. I was a guy that worked three fucking jobs. I was working 65 hours a week for a long time. You know, but I think about it. The days that I actually worked all three jobs, I was working like 18 hours a day. 
So you're not going to tell me, you know, like I have a work ethic. That, that, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, all right, give us a fucking break. This is nonsense. You know, at the end of the day, you're 68 years old. You can't, you, you, you have to wipe your ass with your left hand because you got a fucking torn labrum in your right hand, you know, <laughs> all kinds of bullshit and all the shit that comes with it. Right. And you, and you, and you're counting on your social security and your 401k. Hopefully I got enough money left in the late years of my life that I'm not going to have to fucking be homeless until I die. Meanwhile, you just spent the last 50 years making some CEO $7.8 million. The whole system is flawed. <laughs> Everything about it. <sighs> and as usual on the C-Rod podcast, it's, it, that was a 13-minute intro. But you get what I'm saying, all right? We work too much. Dial it back. All right? Now. What was I going to get started with? Oh, yeah. I When I gave you guys my entire scholastic career... Just a tee up telling you guys about my senior prime, <laughs> the, the way that I do on this show. Well, let me tee this up real quick for 14 minutes, you know, but I did. I gave you my whole school as a career. And if you guys remember when I did say that, I was talking about, you know, the first eight years of my life in school, I didn't study. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do anything, but I just, I just got, you know, I, I just got A's like, I, and like I said, my brother and my sister hated me for it. They're sitting there doing homework and shit. <laughs> They're like, fucking, I got to study. I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch 90210, and I'm going to get a 98. <laughs> you know, I just did it. I tested well. I don't know what it was until I got to ninth grade because that the, the eight years of great grades put me in a high track in high school, and the rest is history, as you guys know. All right, so I tested well. But I, the one thing that I learned about myself that I did not test well on throughout life and it, it's not a school test of any kind then you might be thinking well what what kind of other tests are there in life oh you you you, you, you failed driving tests it, it was hard for you to get your license no no it wasn't at all in fact i went to go take my permit test i got you know i got a hundred on that i you know the first time i took my driving test i passed that you know cdl test you know all, the whole thing i did it twice <laughs> all right i did the air brakes and the fucking the road test and the written test and the, the air brake written test no problem. The one test that was my kryptonite, it was my Achilles heel. The one test that I just, for some reason, I think lifetime, I think I'm batting one for 10. And it's drug tests. <laughs> you can't study for a fucking drug test. How does one prep for a drug test? You can't. And I think before I even get into this, I think it got to the point, like my company, like before I got there, they used to drug test like back in the day. We, we don't do that anymore because it's, it's one of those things where in my opinion, that's the stupidest. It's you, you might as well take the money that, and they probably charge like a thousand dollars each for like a drug test for somebody. And we got the lab analysis and we got to test it. And, and they're, and they're paying all this money when it's like maybe if you just had somebody that like knew a thing or two like me you remember remember when i was telling you about like i have the uncanny ability to just look at somebody and know what they're on my thing would be if i interview the guy and then the guy comes into work and i see him I'm like you know I'll, I'll be able to pinpoint like right away if the guy comes in hungover 
Well, yeah, what were we, what were we drinking? Fucking Tito's last night. <laughs> you know, your face is all bloated. You got bags under your eyes. You fucking smell like a brewery. Took me five seconds to figure that out. Now I got to pay a thousand dollars so one guy knows a date where he's going to go pee in a cup, and he can he can take fifty two precautions to go past that test to mask whatever the fuck it is that he does. <laughs> and that's oh okay, you pass the test. Okay, like they're not going to do that every day before they come into work. You know, it, it, like meaning like they're not going to sit there and prepare for a fucking drug test. They're going to go back to whatever the fuck habit it is that they are. And then you got to you just got to get the people. I think companies just came to the conclusion like a, a large populace smokes weed. <laughs> like, all right. It is what it is. My thing is, if you come in, right, if, if you take fucking perk 30s and you come into work and you're dipping. All right. That tells me what I need to know. You're fired. Pack up your shit. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not going to sit there and pay a thousand dollars for you to prepare for a fucking date. All right. And take whatever the fuck things that they got out these days. And only one of them work, by the way. And this is what I wanted to get into. All right. (laughs) I fucking bro. I was the worst at drug tests because I didn't care. Most of them that I took, I was still living with my dad. I had no real responsibilities. You know, I didn't give a shit. I was just, all right, yeah. Because yeah, really, if you if you want to like if you want to pass a, a, a drug test, okay, if like if you're a weed smoker, that is like if you do cocaine like on the weekends, that's out of your system in in, in forty eight hours. But like weed, it gets into your fat cells and shit, so it's like it's in your bloodstream for thirty days, at least, uh, like like minimum. And, you know, if you stop smoking weed for 30 days, then, you know, you'll pass the drug test. Well, that wasn't happening with me back in the day. (laughs) What happened with me now? But what I'm trying to say is I I would get, like, I knew I had the drug test and I still, like, I would smoke weed. I'll figure something out, like, the day before. (laughs) And that's the thing, man. Is oh god, the shit that you do when when you're when you're a certain age. I was about, I think, I was 19 at at the time. And I, I was living with my dad and I, I got this job at, it was a, it was like a, a gun packaging place, right? So basically you, you, you basically packed up guns for orders and, and shipped them. Like that was what you did. So I got the interview, right? And I, I, you know, the guy says to me, he's like, all right, we're going to take a drug test on like Thursday at fucking eight, eight in the morning or, or whatever it was. And then, you know, when they get back to us and let us know everything's cool, you, you know, you'll probably start on Monday. I'm like, all right, cool. Right. In fact, I think I even smoked a bowl before the interview. <laughs> I was going to take the drug test. Like, right. So, uh, I, I, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. He wanted me to take the drug test on Monday. And he goes, and you could probably start on Tuesday. I said, okay. So so Sunday night before the drug test, me and my brother went to go see Private Parts at the movie theater, the, the Howard Stern movie, right? And I smoked a fucking bone before I went there. <laughs> like, I was not I was not going into a movie theater without smoking weed, you know? So I, sm- I smoked a joint. I got, I got to take a drug test in 12 hours. I'm here smoking a bone. <laughs> right so i'm like and i in my head in my dumb 20 or 19 year old head i'm thinking like i'll figure it out like uh let me let me just get high and enjoy the movie first and then and then you know we'll talk business <laughs> so i fucking all right so we watch the movie and I, you know, I go home it's like 11 o'clock at night and i'm now 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 
I'm just starting to think about the test. <laughs> you know, I was supposed to stop smoking weed 30 days prior, but I'll figure something out. All right. So I, I, I'm sitting there thinking, and I'm like, you know, like Google wasn't a thing yet, you know, and, and, and well, it was, but I mean, like not even, not everybody had a computer in their house at that time and phones weren't a thing yet. So I, <laughs> I'm like, well, I heard vinegar. I'm like, I hear if you drink vinegar, it, it, you know, it, you'll, you'll, you'll piss clean, which is the biggest fucking wives tale that there is. You know, and then the people who say drink a lot of water, drink a lot of water. I did that too in one of the other drug tests that I failed, and I drank water until I was pissing water, and it comes up diluted, and that that's basically a fail. So I debunked that mystery too. But <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm like, yeah, but my dad's a bachelor. Like, why would he have vinegar just randomly laying around? Which of course he didn't. You know, so now I'm looking around. I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? And I went into the fridge. I may have told you this story, and if I did, I'm sorry, but I went into the fridge, and he had a bottle of French dressing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's got vinegar in it. So I, I made myself a salad, <laughs> and I drenched it in French dressing, and I ate the fucking salad, and I licked the plate, and, and then I and then went to bed. Oh, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> got the vinegar in me. I'm, I'm, I'm golden. So my dad takes me to the drug test the next day, right? <laughs> I, I do I do that or whatever right and then on Tuesday morning I just showed up to the joint like I, I, I didn't wait for a phone call I didn't wait for nothing I just came in there and I walk in on Tuesday morning the guy's like what the fuck are you doing here I'm like you told me you know take the drug test and then come start Tuesday he goes well I, I well all right yeah go ahead you know <laughs> he didn't even think anything of it he's like I, I need somebody so yeah you're here you know suit up let's go so I work on Tuesday, I work on Wednesday, I work on Thursday, and then the guy called me in, and the guy, and the guy, you know, the guy calls me. He's like, "Look, man, you know, he's like, you just came in on Tuesday. I told you, like, you know, take the drug test on Monday, and they'll probably call me and let me know. You could probably start on Tuesday, and you just showed up, you know. And I was like, I needed you, so I just let you work, thinking like, nothing of it, and then I just got a phone call that like you tested positive for marijuana." And here's the 19-year-old me. Like, and this is the thing. It's like a 19-year-old or, you know, like kids, the kids, even today in the, well into their 20s. You know, I used to look at people that are my age now, and I used to pull, try to pull the wool over their eyes, and they would catch me. And I'm like, how the fuck did he know that? Like, that was a genius fucking plan. It was like, no, you, you didn't have a genius plan. You're 19 years old. And you thought you did, but they'd call you out on the bullshit. So I, I, I'm sitting, now I got to put on the fucking the Academy Award performance. Oh, that's got to be a mistake. That's got to be a mistake. I don't smoke weed. I, no, that's they mix my uh, mine up with somebody else's. Like the guy's gonna be. Oh yeah, maybe they did. Okay, let's let's do this. No, that guy showed me the door. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm sitting here thinking I'm gonna talk my way out of it. You know how I talk about like pimple puss and like all the other fucking people at that age thinking they're pulling the wool over people's eyes. And and that's the thing. All right, you know, like I'll trade. You know, I'll trade the th the 36 inch waist. You know, <laughs> and the physical appearance for the wisdom that I have now, because I see it now, and I, and I actually love, I love it. I look at, it, I'm like, I fucking, I know what you're up to, you cocksucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it, it's it's just funny, man. You know, I I just I the night before, I'm you know. So here's the thing, and for anybody who gets drug tested, <laughs> right? The only thing that works. All right, the only thing that works is the fake piss. 
All right, it's already it's already ready already. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just buy it, they ship it to your house, they give you like a warming device so you can get it up to temperature. This is like if you're popped with a random, which it worked for me. <laughs> well, I'm giving you guys a lot of information here, but you know, like when I drove the tanker truck, you know, I kept that shit under the driver's seat of my truck. <laughs> I think you're gonna pop me. I'm going to warm that shit up. I'm going to put it in my balls. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to, you know, take your little cup. I'm going to squirt that in there, and thank you very much. That's the only shit that works. You can get it on Amazon. <laughs> I did not do well with the drug test, man. I, and and like I said, I, I really didn't care. You know, like I said, most of them that I took, the only ones, the only one that I took, now, now believe it or not, when I got my CDL, I actually... Got my shit together. <laughs> I got my shit together and I actually pissed clean. That was the only, that's why I say one for 10, because the, the one that I cheated on, that don't count. <laughs> of course it doesn't. But the one out of 10, that was the one that I actually like. I, I As a matter of fact, I should hang that on my wall like a goddamn degree. You know, that I, 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 Fernando Martinez, passed a fucking drug test <laughs> on my own. With no additives, no agents, no nothing. <laughs> I passed the drug test myself, and I hold that like a badge of honor. I really do, because, <laughs> because you know, I, I, I like to get fucked up. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm up against the break here. Oh, my goodness. The shit that I get into. There's 13 minutes of, like, I didn't even know what the fuck I was talking about, and then this, this story that basically, <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, that's fucked up. Get off my lawn, man. These kids today, I'll tell you. I, 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 wait, wait, I'm going to play some shit for you. It's just like, it's going to, it's an indictment on just kids today. Beat your fucking kids. All right. Keep it locked right here on the C Rod podcast. Don't go away. Hey guys, Christian here. And you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One, what are you waiting for? And two, what's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are going to make in their lifetime? Of course, it's going to be their home, right? It's a 30-year commitment. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you always want to protect that investment, but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out. And that is where my friend Chris Jackson comes in. I've been telling you about this guy for two years. He's the leader of his industry. Nobody is better in the Philadelphia area. You can trust me when I tell you that. And essentially, he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing Chris can't do. He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design, custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. And that really stood out to me when it comes to quality in his field, because he knows the game. He knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible, you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials, he's going to have shoddy labor, and then you're going to call him back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again. Then two years later, get the same thing done again. Two years later, get the same thing done again. When you could have just called Chris the first time and got it done right the first time. When you call Chris Jackson, 
He is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry, and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website, and you can see all the work that he posts every day. And every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy, Chris. Action Jackson, C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of Contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. All right, welcome back to the C-Rod Podcast. Huey Lewis and the news. Not his first time on this show, and like I said, this fucking guy's a terrible singer. <laughs> but he's great, man. Like I said, it's like you can be a bad singer, you can still make it work, and, and boy, does Huey do that. Song is also made famous in Back to the Future. It was so weird. First of all, the whole guitar dynamic with Marty was was just weird. You know, like, what were you? Were you a skater? Were you a rocker? What's with the life preserver? I, I didn't understand any of it, and I didn't get the guitar thing. But, like, he, they were playing this song when he tried to audition for whatever it was. I guess a, a school talent show or whatever it was, which I should actually know because I saw that, that movie 5,000 times. But... He, you know, it was basically this song. Like they, the band played this song, and Marty just did a a, a loud, obnoxious guitar solo over the whole thing. <laughs> it was just, it was just weird. But anyway, it was it was a freaking great movie, though. It's one of my favorites. I, I think it's in my top five. I, my buddy Tony was asking me about that a few weeks back. You know, like what are my favorite movies? Like you know, like. And I was like, "Back to the Future" is definitely in there. It's got to be in the top five. It's just, it's just fantastic. But two th- quick things before I get started here. And one, I got a text message the other day. My buddy Chuck gave me, and I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't want to ruin it, and I don't know when I'm going to do it. But my, and I, I got to give him credit for it because it, it came from him. He gave me one of the best ideas for this show, like for a bit. I mean. Ever. Ever. <laughs> and I got to think about how I'm going to put it together. And I might not do it for months. I might do it next week. I might not. But it's going to be on the bullet list. It's going to be in the holster. And thanks, Chuck, for coming up with that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But I think it's going to be fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's just for a bit. It's not like, you know, you know, for any kind of, you know, anchors on the show or anything moving forward. It's just going to be for a bit. But it might be like a recurring bit that I do. You know, based off of, of what he sent me to text was pretty fucking funny. And the other thing is, as I was telling you guys on the other side there, when my dad, you know, I, I was like, he, you know, he found ways to just not work. Like, he did. I mean, he worked when he worked, but it was like just not for full days. <laughs> he was on the golf course for the other half. And, hey, if you can, if you can find a way to work that way, more power to you, man. 
God bless you because I didn't get that route. I I had to I had to scratch and claw. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the thing was is like my dad he knew it. Like my dad knew that he coasted. <laughs> he knew he had a great gig. And he actually did it the same type of job with multiple companies and got the same gig every time and still got to go on the I never understood how he did it. God bless you, dad. You're a genius. But there's actually one thing that I got pissed off at him for when it comes to working because he like he was there through the whole peak of my working three jobs. And that was that was a period of my life. That was a four or five year period of my life where I don't know how I did it half the time. And and every now and again, I, I would have to like, you know, I'd work my full time job and whatever I had to work at that night. Every now and again, I'm like, I'm just not doing that tonight. Like, I would, I would have to take a night off. You know, it just, it was what it was. It's like, you know, I'm only human. I'm only human flesh and, and so, <laughs> so I remember, like, every time I did take a night off, like, he, my, me and my dad talked every day, you know, at least once on the phone, you know. And, and if I ever told him, that I was, you know, taking the night off. He would, he would like, you would hear him on the phone, like his whole demeanor would change. Like, oh, that's right, yeah, that's right. I'll let you go. You got to get, you know, you got to get over to gym. You know, you go teach. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I, I took the night off. He's like, what, what, what do you mean? What do you mean you took the night off? And like his whole demeanor was, oh, oh, okay, so you're not going to work then. I'm like, what, what coming from you? <laughs> and I already worked nine hours today. I'm just taking the night off, and you're gonna, you're gonna get all, all a little, little sassy fucking kidding me meanwhile he's on the way home from the golf course having this conversation with me i'm like dude fuck you man <laughs> right so this is the biggest one i'll never forget this as long as i live and i actually it was like an inside joke with me and him basically for the rest of his life i broke his ball so bad for this i remember when me and my buddy chris started the last band that i was ever in before i hung it up you know, we decided, I'm like, look, man, I'm like, we'll start, you know, we'll do like an acoustic duo and we'll find gigs and shit like that, but we'll get a band too. You know, so we'll have like both. So we'll do like full band shows and we'll do duo shows because we love the acoustic shows, man. They were, they were a lot of fun and, you know, people like it. So, you know, we did that and, you know, so we, we got an arsenal together. You know, we basically picked like, you know, 50 songs. And, and I think I, I said this before on the show, but that last band that I was in, I was tired of being in bands that told us what to play. You know, I, I was like, we're playing what we want to play. And we, we played a lot of, you know, things that other people didn't play. You know, like we played like Stone Temple Pilots and like Alice in Chains and, and you know, Sublime and shit. Like, you know, well, Sublime, a lot of people play. But we, we, we picked a lot of songs that you didn't hear from anybody else. That was the whole goal of it. So we get like 50 songs together before we go and like, you know, go to find gigs and shit. Cause we weren't going to do, we, we, we were not doing agents. I'm like, that's, those days are over, you know? So we, we finally got our shit ready. We were ready to go. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll call around and I'll, I'll get, I'll get us. Don't worry about it. I mean, don't you worry about a thing. I'll, like I'll, I'll get us gigs. So the first gig that I got was a patty wax on Welsh on, uh, on Conley road, which again, we ended up playing there every week, which is exactly what me and him were looking for. We were looking for like two gigs on the weekends a month, you know, and, and one gig a week. So we were playing maybe like six shows a month. That was all we really wanted to do at that point in our lives. So I, I, you know, I get us a gig at Paddywax and the owner's like, all right, well, here's how it works. He's like, if you want, he's like, what are you looking to do ultimately? I'm like, well, look, we're looking for like a once a week gig. And he goes, all right, well, if, you know, if you go and you're good, you know, and, and people come out, 
you know, then we'll, we'll talk about getting you like an every week gig here. And I'm like, all right. You know, so he, he gives us the first gig on a Monday night. I'm like, Monday? How the fuck are we going to get people to come out on a Monday night? Nobody goes out on a Monday. I don't know if he was trying to test us or whatever the fuck. We, we brought like 200 people. In there. <laughs> the place was packed. And it was one of the it was one of the funnest gigs I'd ever played, and it was our first one, so it was even more fun, you know. And like midway through it, like we got done our first set, right? And and it turned out the owner was at home, like looking at the cameras, like you could see it from home. And he saw all the people in there, and he called up the manager. He's like, "Fuck, pay them." He's like, "Pay." They weren't because we weren't we weren't getting paid. It was basically come in here and play for free, and if it works out, we'll give you a once a week gig. And 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 he, he calls up the marriage like pay him, you give him a free bar tab, food, whatever the fuck they want. Just give just give it to him. And the very next morning, he called me up. He's like, all right, what night of the week do you want? Like he was he was in, you know. And he was our age, so like he used to come out and watch us. Like he loved all the music that we played. He was, he was an all right dude, I guess, you know. But whatever. So <laughs> I'll never forget this. All right, it was Monday night. The gig was at eight o'clock, which means we had to get there at like seven, which means I had to leave at like six thirty. Because it's like, you know, we got to load the equipment in the car. We got to drive down there. We got to unload it. We got to set up. We got to figure out where we're playing, get everything all situated right out set list. As you do when you're, when you do that, you know, and (laughs) I taught on Monday night. So, you know, obviously I had to call out and I think back then we always changed our hours around and, and class structures and shit like that. But I think back then I was, I was doing Mondays from like six to nine. I was doing like three separate classes. And then, so I'll never forget this, man. I was on my way home from work and I'm talking to my dad and, and, and he's like, so what's going on? He's like, you, you got to play this, you know, you got to play this gig tonight. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, but what about the, you know, you're teaching. I'm like, yeah, I took off that. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, this is an opportunity to get another job where I can get more income. And I'm just taking off at the other. And, and again, you, you get all pissed off. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> So, so you're gonna go, you know, play a, a gig instead of go work, <laughs> like this fucking guy, you, you know what I'm saying? And he said to me, "Are you ready for this?" He goes, "Well, he's like, well, what times? The, what times the the gig start?" And I'm like, eight o'clock, Dad." And I'm, I, I already smelled the wood burning. I'm like, All right, "Let's, I can't wait to hear this concoction that he comes up with because I, I broke his balls until the, until." It. He goes. Oh, it's at eight o'clock. He's like, but you start teaching at six, right? I go, yeah. He goes, well, why don't, why don't you go over there and you know teach for a little while and then you know go boogie out of there? And I go, I'm like, yeah, dad, yeah, because I'll because that that's that's a completely plausible way to look at this. And I I said though, I'm like, all right, first of all, it don't work that way. If I'm not going to be there, I we got to like the the owner has to get another instructor to cover for me. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go in there at, at 6 o'clock. Okay, guys, I'm going to be here for the first 27 minutes, and then I, and then, then Steve's going to take over. And, I, and then I'm going to drive 90 miles an hour to Paddywax and, and scramble like it's a Chinese fire drill on my first fucking gig that I'm trying to get a weekly gig at. He wouldn't know anything about this because, <laughs> because he would just work till noon and go play golf. That was what he knew. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm like, don't talk to me about hustling, please. You know, please. <laughs> he, he was, oh, he was special. My dad was, God bless him. Yeah, why don't you go over? Yeah, okay. <laughs> what are you doing right now? Oh, you're in the recliner watching freaking Married with Children? <laughs> and you're telling me, well, yeah, 
You're playing armchair quarterback of of, of my four jobs. <laughs> Unbelievable, but yeah. So those are the two things that took me 11 minutes to start out with. But I want I wanted to I had to tell you. As you guys know, you know my job with you know, as a consultant for digital marketing. I deal with business owners. And business owners can be really cool people and they can be real dickheads. Like some people think that like their shit don't stink because they, they have a small business. Okay. And listen, I am, I am all for this. One of the reasons that I do like my job is because we are helping small to medium sized businesses, which is the, it's the, the cornerstone of America. It's what makes America tick. Small to medium-sized businesses are, are, is what allows a middle class to be a middle class. I'm all for it. However, some of these people think they're curing cancer, and it's like, look, man, like your little fucking hardware store that you own there, guy, All right, at the end of the day, with all the P's and Q's, you're basically paying yourself a $70,000 a year salary just so you don't have to work for somebody else. It ain't that deep, okay? Like, get over yourself. Because some people are like that. In fact, I, I, I here's a perfect example, okay? In one of my many jobs when I was in my late teens, early 20s, I worked at this hockey equipment store. And fuck them, they're both dead. I can, I can even give you the name. It was called Tendler's Hockey. And anybody who played hockey at that time knew that store because it was one of the only hockey equipment stores around. And I would do shit like, you know, I'd sharpen people's skates, you know, like I'd help them out, like, you know, if they really like sell them skates or, you know, just working in a store like anybody else does. And it was a mom and a son. And the son, I guess, was like a, 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 he was an aspiring NHL goaltender. And I think he just hit the bottle too hard and he became a failure. <laughs> it never panned out but the guy was a goon like he was a goon it was it was so again i think i used this guy before but the guy from trailer park boys who had the coke bottle glasses he looked like half of mongoloid he looked like that guy and it was him and his mother like his he was the knowledge of hockey and she was the business savvy person and she was a cunt and when i say a cunt man i'm talking about an old sea hag bat bitch who, who hated hockey, hated her son, hated her life, hated the business, and she was just a she was just a pleasure to be around. If you could denote my sarcasm, she was an asshole to everybody. It was just like, dude, my fucking god, you know. And she, you know, it didn't matter, like because she was the business person. It didn't matter any vendor that she was dealing with or anybody who was like another business she was dealing with. We actually had a book of quotes, like the, the employees, like we, she had these quotes that she would say, like they weren't like famous quotes. They were her quotes of like assholic things that she would say. And I, you know, I would basically like, we would write it in the book if she, if she had one that she, you know, like the rock, like he has his catchphrases, like she had all hers too. And one that I put in the book that, like, the next day when, like, people came in and saw it, they were like, that one is fucking perfect because she says it, like, every day. And anytime it was anything about a, a vendor or another business or whatever, she would always say, oh, those people just don't know how to run a business. Oh, because you do. You're the only one in, in the world that knows how to. Like, there's, there are people like that. All right. And this one was a fucking beaut. All right. Now, before I say this, okay, and I'll say this with confidence, and it's it's a known thing. 
it's a known thing where you know where I'm at. When it comes to like client facing, all right, and being on the phone, I I am the best in my department at that. And it, it's not even close. It's not even close. Okay. <clears throat> um, you know, like I told you, like I win those awards and shit because like you know people, it's just you know it's it's what it is. It's my strength. Let's just put it that way. Okay. And I'm the kind of guy that like I. <laughs> There's nothing I can't handle. If if you if you are a dickhead, I'll 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 just deal with it. You know I know how to navigate my way through those calls and shit like that. And and if you you know if you're if sometimes if you're a dickhead, sometimes but just by the way that I am, I'll have that person eaten out of my hand by the end of the call, just with the way that I conduct myself. So it's like there's nothing I can't handle when it comes to that kind of shit. Until the other day. I, I I got this fucking guy, okay, and it's like he, he's he's one of those people. We have see, listen, we have you can get a hundred and fifty dollar a month website with us, okay, or you can get the hundred and fifty dollar a month website with us, and you can do fifteen thousand dollars a month in marketing, or or a thousand dollars a month, or five hundred dollars a month, whatever it is, okay. But the one thing that I've known throughout the years doing this, the people who spend the least amount of money are the biggest dickheads. They think that that like you know it's like it's it's a lot of money to them. I'm like, yeah, guy, if you're spending 150 and I got somebody else spending 5,000, that guy's gonna get a little bit more attention than you. Okay. And then and then before I even get into this guy, you know, I I got to talk about like the other thing too, where where the because he's like this. You ever see these people who are just. <clears throat> No matter what somebody does, it's wrong. Like they have to, it does not matter. It's almost like you ever see the person, right? You could take them into a three-star Michelin chef restaurant and they're going to find something to complain about. You ever see those people? They're just miserable fucks, all of them. And this was that guy. But like you ever see the people also who it's like, you know, you're, you're wrong for everything. But like I talk about keyboard tough guys. Like I had this one guy one time. It, it, like I can tell, I knew it automatically. All right, when I, when I was on the consultation with him, I'm like, all right, here's how this is going to go because it's not my first rodeo. I'm like, I could tell just by talking to that guy. No matter what website I put in front of him, it's going to look like Craigslist to him. And I knew it. I I, I already knew it. And I, I sent him the website proof, and he 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 fired back an email in like three minutes, and he's like, I'm not impressed. Oh, shocker. I'm like, I, 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 I didn't see that one coming, you know? And then like, it's, it's just turned out where like every email that he sent was just fucking rude because that's what he, it's like, you know, I own a business, so I have the right to be rude to people. No, you're a cocksucker. And I don't like you, you cocksucker. Fucking dick. You know? So like after his website goes live, we had his Google AdWord campaign built. And then, you know, basically before we publish it, we send out the keyword list. Like these are the keywords that people will type in that will prompt your ads to pop up on Google. Right. And you know, like I'm Google certified and I used to build those things. I put keyword lists together and we had, you know, methods of like how we like, you know, if you're a roofer in Florida, we have, you know, programs available to let us know the most sought after keywords in that area in the last 30, 60, 90 days, right? So this guy sent him, you know, I, I send him out the keyword list and he comes back and he goes, yeah, he said the keyword, list. like he, he emails us back. Oh yeah, he said the keyword list was attached and it's not even attached. What a freaking miss that was. Like everything was, I'm going to criticize you. 
right? And I and I, I, I when it comes to that kind of shit, I go to the sales rep. I'm like, you better get your fucking client in check, okay? Because I'm not going to be treated like I'm some fucking, you know, halfwit that doesn't know what I was doing. I'm like, this guy just said, and I copied him on the email. Like I, I copied the sales reps on everything. And he's like, yeah, I know. He's like, the keyword list was attached. I don't even know what the hell he was talking about. He just couldn't find it. I'm like, oh, yeah, and I, I, I'm the dumb one. But what a miss that was. Or, no, what a dick you are. You know, so like, so it's, it's shit like that. So anyway, I get this call the other day, right? And it's from a notorious fucking sales rep who, who's been with us for 52 fucking years. All right, who's made a career out of lying and manipulating people to get them into a sale. Well, I remember one time I got a call in with her and the guy didn't even know like he was he was being charged like he was an existing client with us and she added on some other like $300 a month program and she gets him into the consultation and I'm like you know I'm introducing myself and what we're going to be doing today and I and when I greeted him he was like he was he sounded confused like what are we doing I don't even what the fuck is this right so the first thing that we do and I hate this it's basically we have to verify we have to make sure that the sales reps are so stupid that they didn't make a mistake because they have to enter in all the business information, all the billing information, all that shit, and then we have to verify it. So the first thing that we're doing is verifying billing information, which I think is just a bad, it's a bad practice. You know, like like count on a sales rep, even though they're very dumb people, count on them to at least get an address right, you know, because it's like, why do I got to sit here anyway? So I start verifying the billing information. The guy's like, wait, wait, what are you asking me? About? Wait, what are we doing here? I'm like, you got a $300 a month. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't know. We didn't talk about this. What are you talking about? And then, and then I heard her backpedaling and trying to manipulate him. And the guy's like, no, you ain't getting me on this. Goodbye. And he hung up on me. I'm like, this fucking lady. <laughs> you know, like I heard her in action. Like, this is what you do. So she always brings like suspect clients to the table because it's all she can, you know, She's got to get like a, a mental midget. So she gets this guy, all right? <laughs> we get on the consultation. And it was for a website, okay? The guy has a website with us. He was upgrading into a new platform, okay? And the business was, he's he's a fuck. <laughs> his, his last name is Apley Clark because he fucking, he's the kind of guy that'll go to your house and hang your Christmas lights for you. Like, <laughs> fucking Clark Griswold. All right, Clark Griswold, what are you doing the rest of the year? Right? And he outed himself. So we get on the phone, right? And it's like, you know, a website consultation takes a minimum of like 45 minutes. Okay? We, there's a lot of shit you got to talk about. And she told him it would take 10 minutes. The guy didn't have any time. <laughs> I'm like, okay. You know? So, like, we get 10 minutes in, the guy's like, I got, I got to go. Like, this is, this is taking way longer. We didn't even get started yet. We were, like, 10 minutes in. He's like, I got to go. I ain't got time for this. And the, and the guy was a dick. As soon as, like, I remember how I told you guys, like, when I get, you know, when I greet somebody and say, how you doing? And they just come back with good. You know what kind of call it's going to be. This guy was a real dick. And he sounded like a whiny, pimply little fuck, too. Little nasally dick. I got to go. I, I, I ain't got time for this. Oh, you, you don't got time for it. Okay, but it's your website. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna half-ass the consultation, so we give you a half-ass product, and I can just already tell you're gonna be a dickhead about it anyway. So it was Monday. We rescheduled this for Thursday. All right. So Thursday comes, and and, and uh, Tuesday comes. I should say the sales rep emails me. Oh, what time are you gonna? You know, what time did you schedule that call for today? I'm like, didn't you hear? It's not Tuesday. It's Thursday. There is another day in the week that starts with a T. You dumb fuck. 
So I called a guy on Thursday. We finished the consultation, and he was just, I mean, the most pompous fucking dickhead asshole that you could possibly deal with. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, this can't be enough money to, to for you to subsist for the rest of the year. And, and I didn't even ask him that because I wouldn't ask him that, but he outed himself. Because when I called for the consultation, like the reschedule, he didn't answer. And then the rep reached out to me and gave me like his cell phone number. And he's and I called him. He's like, you can't call that number. I'm like, Paul, that's the that's the phone number that's on the account, dick bag. You can't call that because that that's that's the business line. That's my parents' house. And 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 then you know the, the answer they don't know what they're talking about and blah blah blah. I got to wait till I get home so I can call the people back. I'm like, oh 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 oh. So you just out it yourself that you live with your fucking parents and you work a full time job. fucking sitting there in the basement probably firing off angry emails and 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 you know jerking off to the Sears catalog putting your name on the fucking orange juice and you're gonna fucking be you're gonna talk down to me so he he was a dick throughout the entire call it was a 45 minute call and he's like you know and he and he always tells he was like taking out on me whatever went wrong with his first website yeah and then you did this and then you did this i'm like i didn't fucking do anything okay i don't know you from a can of paint the person that sold you this website, that's the person that you yell at. When shit goes wrong, because shit goes wrong, they got to call that. I got nothing to do with that. But, he, you know, again, I, I was the one that was in front of him, so it was, you know, I did everything. And I was livid. You know, I, I was livid. And I, I went back I went back to this fucking sales rep, and I'm like, you know, you better fucking rein this guy in, you know, because we're on a recorded line. I can't, I can't go back at people. Like they, it's frowned upon when you do that kind of shit. We're supposed to just take it from everywhere. You know, sales reps, clients, anybody. We're like, we're, okay, yeah, we're the whipping boy. Okay, good. Right? So we get the website proof back, right? And and here's the thing. He had, like, one of his little displays. It was like, oh, look, I did the fucking lights. It's a butte clock. It's a butte. <laughs> you know? And it, it, the picture was, like, it was so low resolution and stretched out and pixelated and it looked like absolute shit and i and for us like when they send a proof back to us like that for the main images we call them the hero images on the page they got to be the highest resolution like so if they if they don't have high resolution things our quality assurance team demands that they put a stock image in its place and say hey look your picture just wasn't cutting it as far as revolution to be a resolution to be a main image because you got a dicked up, stretched out fucking Christmas light thing that that could, that could be mistook for a, a goddamn kaleidoscope. So I send him the proof out, and he sends me the nastiest email that you could possibly like. Oh yeah, this website that you created, you put this here and again. I didn't do shit. They basically said your 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 image is not good enough, so this is what we used. And the guy flipped the fuck out. You know. So he's like, yeah, you're going to do this, and you're going to – he gave me four bullet points, okay, of, of what to change, all right? So I took the, I took the four bullet points, I copied, at, I copied them, okay, pasted them into a Word document verbatim of what this guy said to do, all right? I send it back to him. I send it, I send it to, that, to the build team. They get it back to me. I send him out the, resi- the revised proof. Before the revised proof goes out, I take a look. Bullet point one was done. All right, two is done. Three is done. Four is done. Okay, good. Here you go. Get the fuck out of my life. 
He came back 30 seconds later with a fucking email. Did you not do Are you incompetent? Did you not listen to what the fuck I said? Blah, 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 blah. They did everything that he said. But like I said, he's a miserable, you know, middle-aged man living with his fucking parents. Probably working at Wendy's. He has like, I, I, and I'll hang your Christmas lights on the side like you're a successful businessman, but you still live with your fucking parents. All right, don't don't take it out on me because your life didn't go the way that you that it didn't. You know, I wanted to be the center fielder for the fucking Phillies. Okay, life sucks. Get a fucking helmet. All right, you dickhead. You don't fucking get it. You don't fucking get it. So now the sales rep, you know, like the sales rep takes it all the way up to the goddamn CEO for a hundred and fifty dollar goddamn website. You know, and, and I, you know, again, I note everything. I there's no way that you're going to ever get one over on me at that at that place because I note everything. Like I, 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 I have more proof than I need to exonerate myself at any given time. And it's exactly what I did. You know, so he's sitting there. He's like, oh, you, you. So, so the guy sends me the email on Thursday night at like eight thirty. Okay, which of course I'm logged out by then. I log in on the fucking Friday. It's like it's I. I log in at nine o'clock at like nine o six. You didn't check your email from last night. I said, I told you to do this. I expect this done right now. I want service. I'm not that. And I said, you know what? Like I said, I can handle anything and I can handle anybody. But nah, not this time. I'm getting too old for this shit. Like you're not like, you know, once you have a person like that, that there's no way you're going to reel them in and actually get them to be civil again. All right. For the first time, for the very first time at, at this job. My manager was out, so I had to go above him. You know, I called the guy and I said, "Look, I'm like you know me. You know, I'm like uh, I can deal with anybody. I can deal with anything, and I have, and I will, and I always will." I said, "But I ain't dealing with this fucking guy. Fuck him. Fuck him." You know, he's like, "What's going on?" And I told him the whole fucking story. And he's like, "Fuck that guy." You know, so he basically got me like an artist, and he did it like lickety split. <laughs> you know. He's like, oh, I'm going to add somebody to this call real quick, and 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 the girl actually picked up, and she, he's like, can you get somebody like to you know to get on the phone with this guy, and make his changes live in, in person, and she's like, yeah, yeah, and, and we did that, so I never had to talk to the guy again. But it's it's one of those things, you know what I'm saying, where it's just like, bro, you're you're not that important, okay? You're not even technically, are you even a business owner when you you do it for two months out of the year? And here's the thing. He, he always had to get his digs in for, for the email. He's like, he's like, and this is another two days that just went by, and more money is just slipping and dwindling down the drain because of you. I'm like, oh, two, two, two days just went by, so it's my fault? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Didn't we have a consultation, and you didn't have time for it, and we had to reschedule it for three days down the road? Remember that one, dipshit? You ever think of that? And I got news for you there, gay. All right, it's August. It was, it was at the time. I'm like, it's August. Nobody. Well, actually, they do think about Christmas lights in August now. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, right? You know what I mean? Like, nobody's calling you in September to, to, to get their fucking lights up. It's not like, oh, my God. And your your other website was still up. What do you mean money is dwind- flying down the drain? Maybe don't work at Wendy's and live with your fucking parents. Fucking jackass. I said, all right, I'll tell you something. Go fuck your mother. (laughs) Now, allow me to apologize in advance because for the rest of this show, we have a fucking fiesta de cumpleaños going on two blocks away 
I don't know if you can hear it, but it's prominent in my fucking headphones because they got to get the DJ. They got to have the loudest fucking system ever. Oh, do you know we're going to have the biggest fucking loudest thing for the quinceanera? Fuck the neighbors, man, do you know? Like, it's one thing to have a party. You, know, you understand? Like, I get it. You know, you play music and all that kind of shit. But when I can hear it clear in my living room, two blocks away with my windows closed, And they always got the guy. I don't understand it. I, I, I'll never understand this, okay? Every single one of these types of parties that they have around here, because they have them all the time, okay? They have some. They have a DJ, and the DJ, it was like, okay, if you're a DJ and you, and you talk through a microphone to get a crowd, like, hopped up, all right? After a while, don't you develop, like, naturally, don't you develop mic skills and, like, what not to do? Like these guys eat the microphone. It's like, all right. So like when, back when I was in a band, if you're going to go sing like a loud part of a song, like to the point where you got to like, you know, get into your diaphragm and like go, you got you got to pull away from that microphone. Otherwise it's going to clip. It's going to come through and it's going to sound like shit. Just like that guy's across the street. Fuck dude. And, and, and again, the music just gives me anxiety with the fucking accordion and the, and the, uh, oh, fuck. So I'm going to be distracted for the, the duration of the show. And we are already one hour in or one hour and two minutes in or whatever the fuck it is. And again, just getting to the get off my lawn segment for the week. So here it is. What the hell is this? Get off, get off my lawn. I actually could have made it about these little fuckers two blocks away, couldn't I? <laughs> I just did a mini get off my lunch segment. But, you know, the one thing I will say is this, okay, is if no matter how long you have been listening to the C-Rod podcast, you kind of you, you know that there's a subliminal PSA attached to every single one that I just don't announce every week. But this week I feel that I need to just to remind everybody of the PSA attached to the get off my lawn segment each week. And for this week as well. And that PSA is beat your fucking kids. All right. Now I got my draft coming up, you know, so I got, I, I, I do have to do this in a timely fashion. So I, you know, I, I would play every single one of them that I can find, but you know, as you guys know, I'm storing over 25,000 reels in my phone. And sometimes the ones that I saved a while ago are a little bit hard to find. However, even though I got about five of them, I am going to play two of them because I can, you know, I can find those pretty quickly. And this is basically just kid behavior. And and I say it all the time, you know. But like these these fucking kids. Now again, this is it's it's on the parents, all right. But like there there are a few little elements that that you know that that contribute to the. Because here's the thing, I never in my life. All right. Never in my life have I seen kids behave the way that they do today. Like with their, with the, with a complete disregard for respect, a complete disregard for authority, for cops, for teachers, for parents, all that shit. We didn't do that. Okay. Now, and and, and the one main caveat of the reason why we didn't and they do is because we got fucking beat. That's why. Like what they do is they get it to a point where they know they're not going to get hit. All right, so what they do is they, they egg you on to try to get you to hit them so they can call the cops on them. 
All right. Meaning like, you know, like they'll sit there, like they'll, they'll keep on going and going and going and going and going. And then like, there's no more, like back in the day, we, we went back and forth with our parents and it ended when they hit us. As soon as they hit us, we're like, fuck, I'm never doing that again. That's it. Beat your fucking kids. But now what do they do? They get it to the point they go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And back in the day at the, at the very point that they were ready to, you know, take their belt off and hit the goddamn kid. What do they do? They go, yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Like they dare them to hit them. And this portrays this, this, I don't know, like this, this, this feeling of power that like, you know, like nobody has any kind of reign over them because they don't give a shit about words. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, it's absolutely insane. But the thing is, there's, there's two other things that, that contribute to this as well. Okay. Now you got to, and I'm talking about kids that are, that are born pretty much the year 2000 and up, all right? Anything after the year 2000 is what I'm talking about because they're, they're all different age groups. Any, anything from 8 to 23 years old, okay? Go back to somebody who's like 15, all right? They were born in 2008, all right? When they were 12, all right? In 2020, what were they taught? You hear these assholes? Do you hear this shit? Uleto pinado. A little bit is better than nada. Sometimes you want the whole enchilada. <sighs> On the volume of fucking 50. But, you know, <clears throat> what were they taught when they were 12 years old in 2020? Cops are evil. Cops are the enemy. Defund the police. All right, they're not going to help you. All right, what else did they learn? Oh, you can you just go in and loot places and just set shit on fire and go steal shit? Oh, cool. That That's the way life is. All right, and you assist that with the fact that, like, ever since they have memory, their, their, their heads are stuck in a tablet or a fucking phone, and they're being dumbed down every single day by people acting like idiots on the Internet. Now, the difference is, you know, me at 45 years old, I watch reels every single fucking day, okay? But I know what I'm looking at. You know, at 12 years old, your brain is programmable. All right, so they're going to learn what's on TikTok. They're going to learn that cops are bad. They're going to learn that looting is good, and they're going to learn that authority is is to be challenged. And this is the, the, the fin de producto, okay? This is what we're looking at. This is the finished product. And it's just ridiculous. Now, like I said, I, I have like five reels, but I'm only going to play two. And the first one is 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 a prime example because the parent is involved, and you see exactly what kind of a parent that he is. Now, as I always do, I will play it for you first, and I will save my commentary for the end. So here we go. Because I eat them. Why? Because I what eat them. What do you do to you? All right, you're on video. I eat them. You eat? Do you buy meat from the supermarket? Yeah, but we're yeah. not going. To you know, they get table. killed. They get killed. Even they get killed in dirty areas, nasty. A whole bunch this of not a dirty, nasty blood leak. That's why I'm saying. That's why you don't want that. You know, you're like you're like a hero on Long Island right now. What? Because kids are upset. They're crying because you want to kill deer. I'm sorry that they're crying. You need to explain to How them that it's like part of life. No, dead. why don't you go? Look, get away. Excuse me, please Do don't hit my car. Do you have a pet? Yep. How would you like to see your you're pet like dead? You're, 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 you're a, a pet? real man. That you How, have to go out and hang out in somebody's neighborhood right now. I'm not trying to do anything bad. Why don't you go somewhere else? Yeah, you are. I'm not trying to do anything you're bad. You're using a weapon to an alive animal. Okay, and I'm going to eat it. 
Instead, you let somebody you're else kill it. it. No, you're not. What do you mean I'm not going to eat it? Dude, we don't want to see it. Well, then what are you hunting for? All right, the guy is coming here on the way now. The officer is on the way. Great. I don't care. Okay. Leave. And you can have your cell phone on you. Leave. Okay. Yo, you're really, now. You're, you're really, you really you're an asshole. Fuck you. You're a hero. You're a hero. Now that guy's sigh at the end really, you know, it really summed it up for me. But first of all, uh, I wonder if that kid's going to end up in the soup. <laughs> but second of all, this this is a shining example, okay, of every single time. What do I say? The people who join groups and the people who protest don't even know that everything that they fucking say contradicts what they say. It's 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 insane. Like, are you, how can you be this stupid? Okay. Here's the, here's the thing that might've just been like slipped in there that like maybe you didn't hear just because it was like, what the hell? All right. But the guy said, he was like, do you guys buy meat from the supermarket, from the supermarket? And they go, yeah. So, <laughs> so let me see if I got this straight. The meat that you eat is not killed. Like it's just, it's just meat. This is there. You know, I'm I'm not stopping for cars or anything like that because the, the the noise back here right now is just it, it's uncanny. But what I'm saying is this, okay? They said they admitted that they eat meat, and and the and the kid is going batshit crazy, and the parent is letting him. By the way, the kid was like eight years old, and what did you hear? Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Asshole! Fuck you! It, it, I, and I, I can guarantee you when they are at home, that's the argument that the kid has with his father. Whenever the father gets in an argument, that's what the kid says to him. Because you, you notice that the, the, the father didn't correct him. But yo, yo, language. You know, well, like, no, no, none of that. You know, oh, do you have a pet? Oh, how would you like to see that pet dead? You should have seen this kid's fucking face. You know, like I say, the punchable face all the time. This kid had teeth like fucking Freddie Mercury. And he was like nine years old. He had buck teeth that were a mile. <laughs> like, oh, dude. You know? He, and he looked like a, a young Will Arnett with, 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 with Freddie Mercury teeth. That's what that's what he looked like. And he's, he had a hockey stick in his hand. He thought he was like, oh, like fucking whatever. You know? But it, see, the thing is, is like, would I had more respect for them if they would have said they were vegan so don't kill animals? Eh, probably not. Because much like everything else, it's like, yeah, it, like killing animals is not illegal. Okay. So there, you can't go around protesting. Don't kill animals. Don't cause it's not illegal when they make it illegal. What's the, it's probably going to happen in about five to 10 years. Once Bill Gates gets the rest of his farmland that he's trying to acquire, then pretty much meat will be banned because you know, lab meat has now been approved. Lab made meat has now been approved by the FDA, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it right now killing animals is fucking legal and you have no right to tell other people to live like you now if they were vegans like i said it's like the soup okay you live however you want and i'm not going to judge you but you're not going to push the shit on me and it's the same thing as that but no they clearly admitted yeah we, we buy meat from the supermarket then what you know oh okay have you have you never seen any footage of like what a slaughterhouse really does and this guy's going out to hunt fucking deer have you ever seen what they do to a cow in a slaughterhouse they get that fucking thing and punk and dead in two seconds. 
Are you crying about that at the dinner table while you're putting a fucking piece of steak in your mouth, you little buck teeth fuck face? No, you're not. And this is exactly the problem, okay? Now, now <laughs> this one is is more of a shining example of how these... Now, this, this is a perfect example because this kid's like 14, 15. This is in high school, and this is to show, you know, absolutely zero respect, you know, or regard for authority because this was in a school... And it was a black teacher. And they don't show this on the video, but what had happened prior to the video being started would never have ever fucking happened in my day or any day before that. All right? It happens now. Why? Because they don't beat their kids these days. All right? This kid had the audacity to take her filthy, stinky fucking shoe off and throw it at the teacher's fucking head. Anybody born born before the year 2000, let me know if you've ever seen while you were in school somebody take their shoe off and heave it at a, at a teacher. It never happened. does now because now the kids are the parents. The kids are the cops. The kids are the teachers. So listen to this. That's because she had you. I didn't. So at this point, I'm going to ask you to get up out your seat and get out of my class because at this point I'm not getting you disrupting my I'm whole not class going nowhere. and I don't allow people to disrespect me do it look like I allow people to disrespect me well do it look like off. I'm not on your type of time I'm getting paid to do a job that I want to continue to do and I want you to get up and get out no. I really want you to do that you're lucky I cannot put I cannot because me being who I am I would have got you clean up out my classroom. I want you gone. Like, seriously. I want you gone. Get up. Mm-hmm. Get I'm up. not going anywhere. Get up. I'm and not get out my getting classroom. up. Get up and get I'm out my classroom. I'm not getting up. I'm coming right here. Get up and get out my classroom. I'm going to just read my book. Really? You ain't trying to read. You weren't thinking about reading when you threw that, that shoe at me. I didn't Was you it. reading then? I didn't throw Was it. you reading then? I didn't throw you. You weren't reading then? Shoe. Was you reading then? Yeah. Did you want to read then? Yeah. I told you to read five pages. Evidently, you didn't want to read then because guess what? You took a shoe and you took it upon yourself to toss it at me while I'm trying to teach my lesson. Did it hit you though? It don't matter if it hit me. You disrespecting me in my own classroom. Okay, and? And? What are you going to do about it? And? There's only like 30 minutes left of this class. I don't care if it's five minutes, one minute. And this is why I couldn't be a teacher, because that kid would have been hit. So I'm just trying to be my book. She puts a fucking book in her face. And, and and right when the teacher said, like, really? That was when the teacher realized, I can't hit this fucking kid. And she even said, she's like, you are lucky. Like, you are fucking lucky. And let me tell you something about a black mother, all right? You could tell she was a mother, by the way. All right? The, the, even, in, even today, all right, the black women are still beating their kids. All right? <clears throat> now... Like I said before, with these people dancing on top of cars and doing and, and stomping, I don't know what the hell, if the beating is working, but they're going to do it. And she wanted to beat the shit out of that girl, but she realized that she couldn't. And, and the girl, like, do you hear? Did you hear? No, I ain't leaving. Fuck you. Like, what you going to do about it? What you going to do about it? Like, <laughs> see, that's the thing. It's like when they know that when they know they have that over you, like, you can't hit me. So what are you going to do? And, and it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to ask you to leave. Well, I'm not going to leave. 
Like then you get into a, 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 you know a stalemate, and it's 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 not good. It's not good. Okay, because like this is this is where we go, and then the kids get this sense. They get this sense of entitlement. Like I talk about every week, and then they walk around with their nose in the air, like they like they like they're this big thing, and they haven't accomplished dick. They've paid no dues. They've earned no rights. They've done nothing. See the quinceanera over there? There's probably about eleven kids over there. I'd want to pop right now. You just look like you're up to no good. <laughs> you give me a smack. No, I'm being serious, though. Think about it like this, okay? Like, the last respectful generation of kids were beaten. Like I I say, I I say it joking around, but it's the fucking truth. When we stop beating our kids, this is what you get. People saying fuck you to authority when they're nine years old. Throwing shoes at teachers. What the hell is going on? I'm going to tell you something right now, and this is why I'm not a teacher. But if I was a teacher, that scenario right there where they heave a fucking shoot. And here's the thing, okay? While this whole caper was going on, all right, it was one of those desks. You know the school desks where, like, you know, the desk, the, the desktop is attached to the seat so, like, you get in from one side type of thing. It was one of those desks. And the fact that she threw the shoe, she went to go get the shoe. Now, this, this teacher was pretty much in this student's face, all right? It was like they were pretty close. And, and the kid... She put her filthy fucking foot up on the desk, like, to put her shoe back on. Like, she didn't put it on on the ground like a normal person. She put her fucking leg on top of the goddamn desktop so her foot would be in the teacher's face. She did it on purpose. Now, if that were me, it would have been a completely different fucking scenario. You took your boots off, you put your feet on the table, you shit-kicking Stinky horseman horse smelling motherfucker you you fuck me up over there I'll stick you in a hole in the fucking desert. You understand? Move in apologize. Yeah, get the fuck. <laughs> like I'm not fucking around. Alright? I will I she said I would have got you clean out of this classroom. No. I would have fucking <laughs> I would have got you clean out of there and I would have used your head to open the fucking door. And then I of course would be unemployed and possibly arrested. However, I'm not gonna put up with that shit. You know, especially at this age, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just crazy, but it's time for that's fucked up. On today's episode of how fucked up is fucked up. That's fucked up. Now this is going to be a piggyback off of fucking like (laughs) off of last week. (sighs) Look, man. Once you get to a point, all right, now, like, 10 years ago, I would have never thought this way, but I I do now, okay, and I'm glad that I do, because, like, once you peel back that first layer of the onion to find out how full of shit everything around you is, like, everything around, like, I, and I say it all the time, question everything, question every fucking thing around you, okay, because here's the thing, all right, like, (laughs) I told you last week. You know, Joe Biden gives $700 to the families who just lost their entire lives, but gives Ukraine billions and billions of dollars all the time. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to me because that's our money. That's the taxpayers' dollars that, like, you know, when shit like that happens, like when that fire happened, okay? By the way, all right, I'm not going to play it because, like I said, I don't got a whole lot of time with reels right now. 
but he flat out admitted that those fires were started. He said that he's like, you know, they were asking about the response and all that kind of stuff. And he goes, I, he, and he said this, you can go look it up. He said that there was a certain like fire person, like a general, some shit. I forget what the, what the guy's title was. Okay. It was, he was a fire marshal of some sort. And he said that he called him days before the fire started and he was already on the ground in Lahaina. Um, did you say the quiet part out loud, Joe, with your 82 year old demented fucking brain? Did you actually just say that you, a fire that you had no idea was going to happen? You asked somebody to, a fire marshal to go there four days prior to it happening. And you actually said that out loud. And I'll bet you out of 350 million Americans, 200 million just let that one slip right by and didn't even know. And that's why I say pay attention to everything. But here's, but check this out, okay? This is this is where I, <laughs> 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh, that's nice of them. But like now I look into everything and I see how full of fucking shit everybody that you see is. All right, now I'm sure you saw the reel. I'm sure you saw the clip of, of, of The Rock and Oprah. They're teaming up together to, to start basically a GoFundMe for fucking Lahaina and Maui, okay? Now, here's here's the problem, all right? And, and this is why I say question everything, because you, you would think this is the nicest gesture in the world, but it's a bunch of bullshit. They said they've committed to, to donating $10 million, all right? And, and, and now they're asking the American people to make donations, okay? Make donations, and it's going to go right through all the rock and all of Oprah's charities and foundations where they skim off the top all the fucking time so they're gonna get that 10 million dollars back you can you can bet your bottom dollar that's gonna happen all right they're gonna get the 10 million dollars back so they don't pay dick they look like heroes to fucking people but here's the thing and this is what you don't look at okay oprah winfrey is worth 2.5 billion with a b billion dollars all right the rock is worth nearly a billion dollars all right. If you put that money together, you can buy that island over six times. You can rebuild it. You can it, it can be state of the art within weeks. But what are you doing? You're asking the American people who can't afford groceries right now because of the dick bag administration that's going on right now. You're asking us for that money that we already paid, but that went to Ukraine. So now we got to get out again. You want us to do this again? When, by the way, Oprah, aren't you their neighbor? Don't you live there? And you got the fucking audacity and the rock. You got the fucking coolunes with all the money that you have to sit there and ask people for fucking money when we already pay it in our taxes and that is spent the wrong fucking way and you're going to sit here and look like a hero, but you're actually going to take that American people's money to replace your $10 million you fucking scumbags. The fact that everything that you look at on this fucking TV, everything you look at in social media, everything you look at around you in the world is all bullshit. All of it. All of it. Everything is a show. Everything is like, oh, look at me. I'm such a good person. They're all crooked fucking scumbag assholes, and they could not give two shits about anybody that just got fried on that fucking island. They could not care less. hilarious that their shit didn't get that that their their houses didn't get burned down and they're right next door it's just a little bit funny that's fucked up and as you guys know 
I would normally do a bit or two after the That's Fucked Up segment, but that is all I got for you guys this week for a number of reasons. That's one. I hope you can hear this. Anybody who listens in like headphones, I hope you can hear this. Because again, my, my windows are closed and they're two blocks away. Why does your music need to sound like it's coming from the fucking sky? How do you even communicate with people? You're standing right next to each other. How, how do you even hear each other with that shit going on? See what I'm saying? And the guy... The fuck? That and, you know, and, and the fart cans are a plenty because they're all going to that party, so they're all over the goddamn place. And the other thing is, <clears throat> it's 532 degrees in here. So that sucks, too. You know, the, here's one little thing I wanted to say here. I'm watching, I'm watching the Phillies, right? And, and they're losing right now to the Milwaukee Brewers. And, and it, it, it... Like... Bryce Harper and Trey Turner right now are are playing the way that they were when they were together in Washington. It's it's unbelievable what they have done in August, and the Phillies really, you know, had a great month, you know. But the team is just so frustrating to watch because they're so inconsistent. Like, they'll win five in a row, then lose four in a row. You know, they'll, they'll score ten runs in a game, then they score two runs. It, it's it's maddening. It's maddening to watch, which I think is going to be their demise in the playoffs this year. You know, because they're just wildly inconsistent. But when they're playing well, man, are they fun to watch, man? Like they always come back and win. Like they're just so much fun to watch. But they're fucking frustrating as shit too. It's insane though, okay? Because Trey Turner, who is a, he's a perennial MVP candidate, okay, and every single year he's he's a perennial MVP candidate. And then he he came here like much people come their first year into a big deal like they don't do well they got to adjust with their families and, and 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 the whole thing, and he's 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 been playing like shit the whole fucking year, and everybody's like oh he's a boss he's a boss I'm like no he's he's still Trey Turner okay at the end of the day he, he'll find it, and so on August fifth all right as you guys know to, who do watch them they got the, the the fans got together and gave him a fucking standing ovation his his first five at bats of the game. And 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 that was August fifth, and now it's September third. Since August fifth, he's hitting three sixty nine with ten home runs and like twenty five RBIs. It's it's insane. He's Trey Turner again. You know, like as a base, there's a, there's a lot of bad eggs in the Philadelphia fan base, but the base, okay, we're we're fucking awesome fans. We we really are. Like I said, we got a lot of bad apples. Of course we do. You know, but you see a standing ovation like that, right? And, and you know, it's, it's nothing said about it. But like, oh, they throw snowballs at Santa Claus in 1972. Okay, <laughs> it's it's just friggin' unbelievable to me. It really is, you know. But it's great spending my Sunday with you guys and part of my Saturday too. Now that I openly admit that. But you know, this is going to be you know over an hour and a half. The last like five weeks, man, the time that you guys get. For me, it's unbelievable. And I got to do this draft, too. I got some mock drafts I got to do. I got to get dinner. I got to put the air conditioner on. I got shit to do. You need to get a hold of me. Christian at the crodpodcast.com. You can get me on Facebook Messenger. Or you could text or call me if you have my number. And as always, the C-Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. Now, that one idea that my friend Chuck gave me, like I said, I don't know when that's coming. But I, I, I see it the way I envision it. I think it's going to be... You know, one of those things where it's just going to be a recurring role, role, a recurring bit. Like it, it'll be something it, it, much like the Bud Light commercials, which I know I've been slacking on, but I, I, I'm just trying to, you know, put my creative hat on and, and, and come up with it. They don't just write themselves. 
So I'm, gonna, I'm trying to do that. But this new thing that I'm looking to do, I think, is going to something that's going to appear whenever it's going to appear, but it's going to be a, a recurring thing. And and after I do do it the first time, I'll let you know. Like that was what I was talking about, you know, because like I said, that was one of the greatest ideas from my friend Chuck, and I appreciate that. And this is why I love interacting with you guys because you can give me shit, you know, like help me help you. You know what I'm saying? I, I do this on my own every goddamn week. You say you use some help sometimes. I've had it from a few people. Yeah, you need to talk about this, and I don't. Yeah, and it's all good. You know, but until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying, "Be awake, not woke." And if you if you forgot in the last ten minutes, beat your fucking kids. Take care. Ah, the man.